guys and welcome back to Board Draw. We are on episode 10. Episode 10, baby. We're here. Let's We're go. Here, Loving the flesh. Yeah, who would have thought? On, come on. We've had some technical difficulties. Yeah, it's been a long time coming, but yeah. here we are. The boys! The boys are here. The boys. Today we're the going to cover it. We've got, we've got a few more teams to cover. I mean, the season's f- like fast approaching. We're going to be shitting out episodes. Yeah, it's going to be... Quicker than you can blink, mate. We've got so many episodes coming. There's going to be more episodes in days, basically. It's going to be a long got, time. Have, Prem starts in what? Not next, not this weekend, the weekend after. Yeah, following weekend. We've got, the, uh, and we've got literally half the league to do. <laughs> yeah, we've got all the big boys still. So, still. All the big boys. So today we are covering Newcastle. Brighton, Brentford, and Villa. Yes, sir. We've got some very, quite quite exciting teams here because, I mean, you've got teams like Newcastle, money, money talks, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, let's go, let's We've go. We've got Brentford, who surprised a lot of people last season as well and played some really great football. Uh, we've got Brighton, who just seems to be on the up under Steve... Um, Grandpa. Steve Grandpa. Yeah, what a man, what a man. Not Harry. Um, yeah, and Aston Villa, Steven Gerrard, Aston Villa. Steven Gerrard. Yeah, Steven Gerrard. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, we'll start with Newcastle. We'll start with them. Yeah, we'll start the with money Newcastle. Men. Money, the man. money men. Money men. 11th place finished last season. Obviously, up until Christmas, they looked Mate, pretty shambles. doomed. They looked doomed. Um, and then, obviously, the takeover situation happened. But everyone... I was kind of like stuck. I was like in the kind of... Half of the people were like, would you rather them go down because they've just got taken over and it'll be longer before they're the top tier? Resurgence, yeah. Yeah. Or do you want them to stay around and get straight into business? Obviously, they stayed around. Eddie Howe done absolute madness, brought them from pretty much 30 relegation at one point. I think they hadn't won a game or something until like November. And then they finished 11th. Yeah, and I think their form post Christmas was like top four contender form. Oh, it was crazy. Definitely. I mean, they had a pretty decent squad of players even before Eddie Howe took over, and yeah. just nothing really seemed to work for them. They played some really boring football. Um, but yeah, they had you know players like Callum Wilson, uh, Alan St. Maximan, yeah, um, Joe Linton, what boy, Joe Linton, yeah, Joe Willock, yeah, quite yeah. exciting player. Yeah, I um, think they just needed someone to kind of inspire the troops, rally the troops, yeah, and kind of. Show them that you're not all shit footballers. If you put your head to it, we can do something. Well, I, and think, I think with like the couple of extra acquisitions they made in January, they kicked on. Yeah, they've done well in getting Eddie Howe as well because yeah. he's a he's a manager who's quite good at working with not a lot, which yeah, is 100%. interesting. Obviously, going into this season because he's got a lot to work with. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, I mean they haven't really splashed the cash so far. They've made a few really good signings, but um, they've been quite reserved. Mm. And yeah, um, I've seen a lot of people I talk really, about I th- that. I think there might be a, c- a couple of exciting additions before the deadline. Yeah, for um, me, I think Neymar. Oh, madness! Could you imagine madness? They actually should. I know, obviously, they don't want to be that kind of oil club that's just going to shit money. But it out. would be exciting, wouldn't but it? It'd be I so think they exciting. should just do like a naughty marquee signing just to just to get the fans get gassed, the fans. Mate. Back, it's been yeah. so long since Newcastle been in the big time. It'd be yeah. so sick for I them mean, just to. Get like a we'll, we'll talk about jokes player. a couple of players they have signed. So um, Nick Pope as going to be a starting goalkeeper. Ah, oh, she's obviously, in my fantasy team. Obviously from uh, relegated Burnley, yeah. he's been an absolutely outstanding keeper and yeah, at Burnley, yeah. uh, one of the Premier League's best, uh, earned him an England spot as well. Mm-hmm. Not the best with his feet, nah. But I think we were saying this a couple of episodes ago. It's kind of like Newcastle, as much as they want to be the top tier, they're still gonna get peppered and they need someone that's going to shot stop 
and Nick Pope. That is literally like his specialty at Burnley was just shot stopping Galloy, yeah, and just shot stopping. So I um, think he'll be good there. But yeah, and then they've got uh, Matt Target, who obviously was on loan there last season. Yeah, uh, on I a think it's good that they confirm that because um, from what I gauged from the Newcastle fans, they all seem to bloody love Matt Target. Yeah, and I don't think he was really a fan favourite at Villa. So I think it's a good move for him, good move for Newcastle, and probably a good move for Villa, to be fair. And then finalising the transfer activity, this uh, side of the podcast anyway, we haven't heard anything at the minute that suggests there's going to be more incomings imminently. Uh, Sven Botman from Big Lille. signing, mate. Big Phenom- signing. He was on the radar of a like, lot of big, big, big clubs. clubs. I yeah. think Barca were linked to him, Inter Milan. I think Chelsea and Tottenham were linked to him. I think to get him for... Like 32 mil? Yeah. I think he's a steal. He's young, 22 years old, Dutch international. I think he's going to kick on and be an absolute unit. And him alongside Dan Byrne with that's Trippier and back target line. on either side. It's a nice back four, isn't it, Pope and goal? Yeah, I mean, you look at the back four of a lot of teams in the top six and they're not really too far behind. I mean, Trippier came nah. in in January, was it? Yeah. And you can see his impact straight away yeah like a leader yeah Being there, and done it, that. it sort of reunited the dressing room and I mean Dan Byrne as well came in and done really well Dan Byrne's fucking he's a unit isn't he? <laughs> he's so tall so tall he's so and tall from what I gauged in games he's a bit of a rowdy cunt like every game I watch he's scrapping someone and obviously he's a Newcastle lad isn't he so he's gonna be isn't there a Newcastle player who's like 5 foot 4 Fraser yeah, that's it. And you've seen the picture of him standing next to Dan Burke. Is it, it's probably like that. Do you know that picture of Valbuena where he's next to... I don't know who he's next to, but Valbuena was tiny. And yeah, that's it. looks so jokes. It's, it's just outstanding how how big Dan Burke is. Good job, Dan yeah. Burke. Good and job to your parents. They've got like aerial threat, obviously, now. They've got Sven Botman, Joe Linton... And they've got delivery. Um, Dan Byrne. Yeah, and they've People got delivery. People like Trippier. You know, Trippier, yeah, that's true. Some Maximan. Specialist. Yeah. And I think that's sort of why Newcastle targeted him in that transfer window. Yeah. It's because they knew that with players like, say, Maximan, you will get a lot of uh, set pieces because yeah. he's just so tricky. He does get fouled a lot. Oh, yeah. So 100%. to capitalise, like Southampton do with James or Prattles, get a set piece specialist in. Yeah, that's true, actually. And yeah. even you've got players like Dan Byrne who are just giant. So but why not make enough, of it? From what I gauge, he is shit in the air. Yeah, he's not the greatest. I, swear, I swear he hasn't scored a goal with his big old head. <laughs> yeah, which is I mad. Because if you're like six foot nine or however the fuck he is, how are you not scoring a header? And then you've got people like, I don't know. you got Jota. Or yeah, yeah literally Jota, who's like not even six foot and he scores headers like weekly. Yeah. But it's mad. That's good. That's because his attacking position is unbelievable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a brilliant signing. Like we said, I think um, we're expecting Newcastle to be more uh, active in the latest stage of the transfer window. Yeah, 100%. Um, I think if I was Newcastle, I'd want to be in the market for a striker because they've got Chris Wood, but I don't think he's the guy. I think he was just a, a he's, sign-in. He's not the guy to propel them into that. Just in case they were struggling properly with relegation. But well, it was also to weaken Burnley as well at the time. Yeah. Um, Callum Wilson just injured too much. He's. I think he's a really good player, Callum Wilson, but yeah. you couldn't rely on him. He's kind of like Kieran Tierney in the fact that both great players, but you'll be lucky if you get half a season from them because they're just so injury prone. So you need to, and that's why Arsenal signed Zinchenko. And that's why I think Newcastle need to sign a striker because like I was saying, you can't expect them to play enough games to warrant their place and you need a decent backup. I feel like this season, top 
six is a push for them still. I think I don't, Newcastle, I don't yeah. think they're quite there yet yeah, with the squad they have. No. But I think this is about consolidating themselves as a top half team again. Yeah. You know, and really showing like that there is uh, an identity under Eddie Howe. Yeah. Well, they that, finished 11th last season. Anything better than that, I think is a good... Uh, I don't know. I mean, they finished 11th after being literally brought bottom. Yeah, but they're still kind of like in a gelling period. They kind of need... I think Bruno Gomorash is he'll be a good I think for me he's the main player that I'm looking up for this year yeah having like full season with him and pre-season and that I think him and Joe Linton in the middle is a nice little with John Joe Shelby behind him we just them. talk about Joe Linton for a minute like the player he was an absolute stinky striker mate he's had the fattest glow up I've ever seen and then he went to like a left midfielder role and mm. now he's playing like defence midfielder and he and he is an absolute yeah, it gives baller. me like Yaya Torre vibes yeah he's yeah, unbelievable he's but like Brazilian techie yeah, yeah, so good. It's fantastic. I love to see it because there was like a year or two when Newcastle was super shit and he'd just been signed for 40 million. Yeah. And he was getting slated. I mean, which uh, rightfully so, he's getting like a goal a season for 40 million. million. Yeah. Was a, was a marquee but sign. I think now he's probably one of the first names on the team sheet and he's like an absolute fan favourite. And like, I saw um, an interview of him and obviously I don't think his English is very good, but. Um, he was singing like his chant that they sing to him and it was very cute. It was like, Joe Linton, he's Brazilian or something, something like that. But um, yeah. I think good I like the, uh, the Joe Linton Hawaiian shirts. Yeah, it's They're good fantastic. vibes. Yeah, it's good vibes. Yeah. Um, do you think that, like, like I said, do you think they're going to be pushing for that top six place? I mean, Not this obviously they, they have the massive takeover, but they've got a lot of money now. Yeah. But I still think it's a stretch too far and I think, you know, they need to build solid foundations and really create an identity of football under Eddie Howe yeah. that allows them to progress and then really they've got to go into the transfer market and target players that are going to be perfect for the positions they need yeah, to fill yeah I think they need a couple more windows because you see a lot of like clubs they get taken over or a large influx of money comes in and then they are just spending willy nilly on any player that's sort of available Evan. I think you look like well Man United sort of done yeah, it they, they haven't true. picked players that are suited to a role or a style of fit, uh, mm. football they've just gone for names and it hasn't yeah. worked out. Do you know what I mean? It works out on a very rare occasion. Whereas I think teams now, especially in this transfer window, we're seeing them being a lot smarter. They're going to foreign markets and signing unheard of players. Yeah. But they're really doing their scouting work, which is, and they're listening to the analysts, which is something that a lot of clubs haven't done. To the I mean, analysts. one that we can harken back to is Brentford. They don't really want the championship. I mean, look at they signed Mope. Yeah, they're um, very data driven, aren't they, Brentford? Yeah, very yeah. data driven. Um, players, yeah, they're. Literally, I think they're sort of. Was there a documentary about them? About I think it was a behind yeah, the scenes documentary yeah, yeah, following about them, like how um, and how they are the data driven football club. Yeah, they're kind of changing the path. That like they don't have like youth system. They just have a B team and they yeah. just um, yeah they do like a, they're partnered with like and like another team we're talking about today uh, on the list, Brighton as well, mm. signing players like Cucurella and Caicedo um, from. Um, on the league, yeah. Basically, you know, they do the scout and work for the big six, and then well, the big six yeah, come but I mean, but eventually that does benefit them because if they buy, oh, yeah, like, if like, now goes price, for like yeah. 50, 60 million, mm-hmm. they've literally tripled their investment, yeah, yeah, 100%. And that gets reinvested into three players mm-hmm. that they can do that for. It obviously doesn't work exactly like that, but the idea is there. Um, I think Newcastle it, for me, I reckon they'll get top half, I don't yeah. think they'll get near the top let's say six a striker but is clearly what they I think they sort of well need. they wanted that um, Hugo Ekatike that just signed yeah. to PSG they were in the market for him but um, 
Yeah, I think they they'll get a striker. I think they were linked kind of loosely with Skamaka, who West Ham. West Ham. He's just joining West Ham. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I think they'll they'll be in the market. There's still a couple of weeks left. There oh, is. There, there are a lot of good strikers out there, but I, I'm failing to sort of come up with a name in my head that I think. He's like, I just throw one out here, Ivan Tony. Yeah, Tony. I mean, he played for Newcastle before, didn't he? So. I mean, I think he made one appearance for them. But I think that'd be a good signing. Yeah, I mean, but does he bring anything different, anything better than a Chris Wood or a Callum Definitely Wilson? Definitely better than Chris Wood. Yeah, I mean, but Chris Wood has done it for a Probably while. Probably on under... par with Callum Wilson, but less injury prone and younger. I mean, he he can be sort of that target man for to play off balls to players like... Wait, if Newcastle get him for Ivan Tony, I'm expecting yeah, P yeah. here because that's... I think shout. Why does that not being linked up? If you've got a player... <laughs> to look out for this season from Newcastle who is it uh, probably Bruno Gumarash or Sven Botman I, l- I like the Sven Botman signing a lot yeah he's hella caps already young at what 22 yeah um, international um, kind of like was he like led Lille to what was it second in the league in Champions League football so I f- yeah I think he's got hella experience already for 22 years old yeah, he built like a bit of a unit, and him and Dan Byrne will be nice. Very pairing. physical, centre back pair. Yeah, mate, you were fucking <laughs> hate to come up against them too, mate. Yeah, yeah. Um, for me, I think Bruno Gromish is the one to yeah, look out for. He he, he came in and yeah. he was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, I think he scored a scorpion flick goal, didn't he? Sort of like the yeah, behind, he's, behind he's the, scored quite a lot of goals, which I didn't expect from him. I was expecting him just I to be like a kind of midfield. Tick the play, but he's a goal scorer as well. Which I is think he was involved good. in in like forty percent of their goals. What post January? The end of season? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and I think imagine. he was only like uh, met by like Callum Wilson as well. I think he, he had a bit of a resurgence towards yeah. the end. But yeah, um, obviously the other name in my head is Alan Saint Maximan. Yeah, big season for him. It, yeah. yeah, I think he he really could go far. He is unbelievable and he wins games on his own. I yeah. think you have him in he the just, team for me. Every time I watch him, he is the most exciting player on the pitch. Oh, every time. It's the headband. Yeah, the come Gucci on, headband. Gucci headband. But um, I want more goals and assists for him. Because from what I gauge looking at his stats, I don't think he's got more than 10 goal contributions. And he's been in the yeah. Prem, what, like three seasons, four seasons now? His attacking output, considering how much time he, he makes for himself on the ball. Yeah, they play most of the game through him. He needs to be doing more goals, more assists. Yeah. I mean, I, I think though, in re- in like previous season, he probably struggled because the team was so shit. Well, I don't know. I think I was about to say he's really good against a high line because he is fast and he's really yeah. good one on one. But when teams play a really low defensive block and really flood that sort of that channel where he likes to run into, he really does struggle yeah. and he'll end up losing the ball like six, mm. seven times out of ten. Maybe with a because I, I saw him come out and say, I don't know if this is direct quote or if the media kind of shagged him a little bit. But um, he's saying that, like, if he was in a team with better players, his goals and assists would be higher. I assume the media kind of twisted his words a bit because that's a bit of a dicky thing to say. But I do kind of get the sentiment behind it that if he was in a team for longer with Bruno Gumarish and a fit Callum Wilson and another St. Maximan, maybe his goals and assists would be higher because the calibre of player could put away the chances and maybe he's just been in a team with players that aren't up to his level. But then again, you're there for a reason, mate. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, no, I, think, I agree. He can yeah. kick on. He'll be a good player. I think Newcastle fans have got a lot to be excited about, oh, 100%, obviously. 100%, mate. Um, and it'd be interesting to see how they do sort of manoeuvre the last few weeks of the transport or the last month of the transport window. Yeah, striker for me is... Yeah, striker is the priority, one, I think. Yeah. Maybe, maybe a defensive midfielder. Yeah, that's you true. Know, some some depth. Yeah, you kind of maybe want to move on from John Joe I mean, Shelby. As really, well, no tag midfield roles. They've got like players like uh, Miguel Amaron, Amaron, Joe uh, Willock, Willock yeah. uh, Jacob Murphy as well. I yeah, still there. Sh- was it Sean Longstaff? Yeah, they got both Longstaffs. They've got both Longstaffs. I'm pretty sure. So. Still, yeah. Um, but well, so maybe yeah. some depth out wide on the right could be something. Yeah, because mate, maybe, I, I, I like maybe Fraser, Neymar. but maybe they can do better than Fraser. Oh, to be fair, I just want to sign Neymar. Yeah, I think Neymar would look really on. good in a Newcastle. It actually would, and that just reminds me of like I don't know. Where you're on like FIFA career mode and oh, that's it. you just fucking. I mean, can you imagine Neymar with a Geordie accent? Oh mate, <laughs> and then Neymar and Alison Maxman both got Gucci headbands. Matching on. headband, one pink, one blue. Earth, that'd be so mm, sick. Let's go. Well, we talk about Ivan Tony. Let's move on to Brentford. Yeah, Brentford. They've been they they've they've been fairly active, but it's, mate, first gone... season in the Prem, finishing thirteenth. Unbelievable is good. season. Thomas let's talk Frank about that. Yeah. job because a lot of people yeah. were kind of. They were just a write-off because they were an unknown entity in the Prem, never been in the Prem before. So a lot of people, I think, just immediately wrote them off. Their promotion to the Premier League was a lot of years in the making. They yeah. got close a couple of times, and they Obviously every you've time watched they, them a lot. Every the time they got close, they had their best players nicked from them. Yeah, players like Ben Neil Rama, Mope, Ben Rama, uh, Ollie Watkins. Yeah, um, and they just replaced them with better players. Better players, yeah, yeah. Um, and they invested remess into the squad and that's why they came up and they had such a good squad yeah because... I think they did so good and yeah I like the way they played Thomas Franks good manager progressive football that's what I was saying this last week I, I like teams that come up and don't shit the bed that they're a promoted and team and they don't just try and play on the counter yeah and they're, they're like yeah. oh we're the underdogs let's just play negative football and counter well, that's I it, like, like teams that come up even though they're the underdog still play to their identity that got them up there like Leeds with Bielsa like Brentford like Sheffield United the first season they came up just yeah just don't just shit the bed because you've come up I get that it's scary and you don't want to get relegated yeah but your team got you promoted playing this style of football if you shit the bed and go negative football out of nowhere Chances are you're probably going to get relegated harder because well, that's, well, that's it. you're changing up your identity. You go back to the term football identity a lot. I, I say it so often, but like the clubs that come up and actually have a clear, coherent style of play that you can look at and decipher as opposed to just negative, defensive, counter-attacking football. Mm. They're the clubs that really thrive in the Premier League. Yeah, and Brentford have done that. Yeah. Um, They've come up with play, really exciting players like Brian and Buemo, uh, mm, Ivan Tony, Tony, and they've done really well in January too because that, that they were starting to peter off around that Christmas time. And Ericsson and just Ericsson came really in the fire, didn't he? Really and I think he had some. Um, he, I think he had the most um, chances created from set pieces. Uh, joint with James Ward Prowse since his arrival. Back he was the so good when he joined. Unbelievable. I, I think I a think, lot of people were unsure about him. And rightfully so, it's kind of like he'd been out of the game for about a year now. He literally died on the pitch, man. He literally, yeah, he literally done that? like an Undertaker situation. Yeah, it was he amazing. Was like, he come back, bong. and but, he, um, is it Brandon Williams who he tackled him? Oh, and then, and, it, and then he was about yeah. to like, grab him and then realize it was a little rat, mate. <laughs> it was brilliant. Um, 
In terms of their transfer business, this window, they've gone sort of under the radar, not not really making any big splashes, but I think they've done well. The sad one is that they didn't keep Ericsson. Yeah, I mean, obviously that's a massive loss for them because he was so good. Yeah, and but him, they have, his link up with Ivan Tony was nice. They have a really good player in the wings waiting to come back into the fold, basically, and make a splash in the Premier League in Jay De Silva. I think yeah, that's true. He used to play for Arsenal. I well, think he could Arsenal really Academy, be yeah. uh, the key to their season this year. Um, yeah. But they've also signed Kinlu's Potter from Hull City, who had an amazing season last season you like him don't you yeah 17 million uh, just really attack and redirect and I think he could be a, like a very useful key to unlock defences um, and allow Tony to get the goals that he maybe should have got last season yeah um, but he didn't have a like, no about I think Tony. he did well I was unsure about him if he yeah. could handle the Prem if he was the kind of like the same vibe as like Mitrovic where he's too good for the championship not good enough for the Prem yeah. but I'd say he fit into the Prem Easily, mate, and yeah, I, I was impressed with Ivan Tony. Yeah, I mean, we touted him for a Newcastle transfer. <coughs> yeah, um, yeah, hundred percent. And like, I would, I would see him in the England squad. I don't think there's many other strikers that I would have over him. Probably Carry Kane, Tammy Abraham. Yeah, I mean, England are actually quite stacked in the striker department. We were, yeah, but I mean, like, you got players like a Dan- fit Bamford. Yeah, but I think I'll take Tony over Bamford. Oh yeah, yeah. Calvert Lewin at the minute. Was I Bamford that first season in the Prem? Yeah, no. Better than, first, better than Tony's Tony last season. Yeah, yeah. But I think that, I think that Leeds squad on the BLs that were different to... A, that. I think they're probably... It'd be a close one. I'd like to have a little 1v1 stat-wise with I think Prime Bamford and Prime Tony. a dangerous season for Brentford, though, because a lot of teams do get, like, second season syndrome. Yeah, 100%. They can, they can survive and even impress in the first season. In the second season, it's like, oh, people have found out how to play against yeah, us. Yeah, we've been sus. But Thomas Frank is a, is a smart manager. I don't really like him very much because he is good, but he is a good manager. Yeah, you don't like, um, don't like the bees. Not a fan. Another signing that I like from Brentford, he was linked with Arsenal, but then I think we kind of um, stopped pursuing him when we kind of found out Zinchenko was in the market. Yep. Aaron Hickey, very talented left-back, Scottish left-back. Andy Robertson vibes. Yeah, big time. I, so I watched... Um, Scotland play and their defence with like Tierney Hickey and Robertson all kind of like like a weird little cluster but all three of them look good and Aaron Hickey didn't look out of place at all alongside Tierney who's obviously like one of the best left backs and Robertson who's one of the best left backs he didn't look out of place so when Arsenal linked with him I was kind of interested and then we kind of fell off and Brentford came in for him and I think it's a very good sign I think they'll He'll, well, he's young still, so probably, I don't know, hang about for a couple of seasons. And then I think he'll get snapped up by one of the big boys yeah, for I mean, decent money. The Brentford's current left-back is Rico Henry, who Good player is a really, really impressive player. I thought he had a, actually a fairly decent season. Yeah, so did I, yeah. Um, but yeah, I always think it's weird seeing Scottish nationality next to the Serie A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's really weird, weird seeing Scottish players in Serie A. I mean... Um, but he went over, he's coming from Bologna where he's clearly impressed a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, he could really be a threat for Brentford. I mean, Ivan Tony is good aerially. So yeah. if he can if he can play anything like a team. Yeah, he's or very Robertson, good going forward and defensively, he's solid. I'd say he's like better defensively than people give him credit for. I think he's probably better defensively than he is going forward. I think that's, that's the and thing that's what with a lot of young like a, players though, like, yeah. it, especially when you're a wing back is that you sort of get known for your attacking ability and, and because you're so defend, young yeah, and, you're, yeah. and you're not potentially the most scary looking person yeah. you, you sort of they got skirt around the idea that you're actually good defensively but yeah. we've obviously seen that, seen that can be 
occasionally no, with like players like Trent Alexander-Arnold, who has no reason to be slated for his, uh, yeah, his no, defensive like, performance like he does. Yeah, I like it when a defender knows how to defend. That's always... Yeah, but I mean, the defensive duties of a, of a left-back and right-back now are almost Secondary, less important as than their attacking. Yeah, but, yeah, 100%. Um, but yeah, the, another signing who I really like is Ben Mee from Burnley. Yeah. I think... Um, so really, got I think man, really, like man managing Burnley <coughs> when they lost Sean Dyche to now he's playing for Brentford. That was a funny time when he was <coughs> yeah, man I think, managing Burnley. I think that's a really just shrewd signing. It brings a lot of experience, yeah. especially for a team like Burnley who played on the back foot a lot. Yeah, I like the centre backs at Brentford though. They got Pontus Janssen, yeah, good player. Aya, yeah, Dad Aya. Is it David Aya? No. Something I, yeah, yeah. Christoph I, Christoph I, I think it is. Yeah, uh, yeah. Both of them very good centre backs. Good aerially, Ben Mill, Ben Me, good aerially. I think if they want to play three at the back, then a naughty three centre back. Yeah, it's not a bad back three, is it? I yeah. mean, and especially if you've got a player like Aaron Hickey, you could release by playing three at the back. Yeah, maybe play Aaron Hickey and Rico Henry on the other side. And sides, then you've got yeah. players like Mbomo yeah, well to fit in there. I, I mean, yeah, I like I like the business they're doing. I think for me. I know you mentioned Jay De Silva coming back and maybe he can fill in that Ericsson role, but I'd like to see them sign maybe another centre midfielder that can give them the kind of chance creation that Ericsson did because Jay De Silva, he's young and he missed out on that first season in the Premier League. Yeah. So maybe he still needs time to bed in and who knows, he might not even cut it in the Prem. So I think for me, if I can get someone that's, Prem proven chance creator that'd be good for them yeah I think I, I think the goal for them this season is always it'll still be still be in the league try to stay out the relegation scrap yeah, 100% don't get drawn too deep into it I mean if they can be safe with like four or five games to go I think it's a solid season for them but yeah. you never know with the team like Brentford they really could surprise and put up some trees and end up in that top sort of like 10-11 spot yeah there was a point in time where they were flirting with like top half weren't they and they were beating Chelsea well they beat Chelsea 5-2 five, 5-1 five and I was like, bloody hell. Yeah, yeah the, good. the Liverpool game as well was amazing, wasn't it? Yeah, oh, yeah, the 3 all one where yeah. Jan Wissler scored. Yeah, it was good. I was, yeah. No, I, for me, I'm, I think they'll be fine. I think there's worse teams that have had worse business than them. So if I was a Brentford fan, obviously be, be aware of the relegation battle, but I think you'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, interesting times. Interesting times. Uh, moving on to another team, beginning with BR. That was good. Bruh. That was good. Brighton. Bruh. Yeah, Brighton. Yeah, no, we like Brighton. Uh, we like Brighton because, of Graham for me, Potter. Graham Potter is... Just the way he's going about the development of Brighton of Football Club is amazing. One of the most talented managers in the league. Yeah. Um, I mean, they've got some really exciting players, though, as well, like Cucurella, like Tarek Lamptey, who... Trossard Trossard yeah that guy Moda Moda's is what I really like uh, Moda um, Danny Welbeck <sighs> blood clot what man what I man. love Danny Welbeck yeah same he's an absolute boy yeah I mean Brighton I think they're might, a weird an, one though a ninth place finish from last season is phenomenal um, but there was a period where they hadn't won a game for like 10 games straight yeah and do you see like Brighton fans were coming out for Graham Potter's neck saying like we can do better. And then all the fans of literally every other club were like, if you get rid of Graham Potter, if you like run him out of your club, you deserve to get relegated. Yeah. I think every other fan base could see how good Graham Potter was for Brighton. And for some reason, the fans maybe just forgot about it for a bit and got on his back. But for me, they're not going to do any better than Graham Potter. And I'd stick around. 
I know they've lost arguably their most talented player in Yves Basuma. Yeah, I mean, I don't. He is he is really talented, but I don't think he's any better than Cucurella. I think Cucurella came in and was the best player towards the end of that season. <gasps> yeah, but I think what Basuma does is hard to replace. Oh, 100%. Whereas, like, Cucurella, you can go in the market and find another wing back pretty easily. Yeah. Um, Whereas, like, a Prem proven in his prime DM that was as good as um, Basuma. Basuma, hard to find, I reckon. Yeah, I think Basuma's going to prove a coup for Spurs. Yeah, I think 100%. He, he, and quite cheap. What was he, like 30 mil? Yeah, it wasn't a lot. Um, I mean, but 30 million is a lot of money, but it's not a lot. That's the only of outgoing. What they well, Cucurella is on the... F- he's flirting with Man... He's twerking for Man, Night- uh, Man City at the moment. Yeah, but he's been appearing for Brighton in their pre-season friendlies. Um, and From I think, what I'm aware... I, mean, I know James Lawrence Alcott talks about the ripple effect a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah. But that Zinchenko move to Arsenal it's has open, allowed yeah, yeah, yeah. the door for Cucurella to come in. I think if that move didn't materialise, then we wouldn't be talking about yeah, Cucurella. Yeah, no, 100%, 100%. But I know sort of... Pep and City have been linked with him for a while anyway before. from what I've seen they've agreed personal terms with him but they put in a bid for 30 mil that got rejected Brighton want 50 mil 50 million yeah so it's if they can find a kind of medium yeah medium yeah. point I mean, between I think 50 and 30 if you get a player like Cucurella for like 45 million I think it's not a bad piece of business oh, that's a lot though for I mean, what, but you look at, looking at players, if I was Brighton I'd bite he, your hand off for 40 mil yeah, I mean, but for City as well, that's not a lot of money. They're buying specific it's players. Not. I mean, City aren't at the point where they need to go out and revamp their squad and buy a whole new team of players and try to work them together. Yeah. They're buying specific players for specific times and uh, situations. Yeah. Like, if... Like, that's what the Calvin Phillips pick it, uh, uh, transfer is. Yeah, yeah. It's, that it's not because they need a team to come in and change yeah. the team. It's because, like when they've been in the Champions League, and like when they get turned over and they, and they get um, reverse uh, like reverse swept basically they just they go like 2-0 up and they end up losing 3-2 yeah a player like Calvin Phillips is vital because he'll come on and he'll break up the game yeah yeah he's not gonna he's not gonna run down the other end of the pitch and skin four players and put it in the back of the net but he will stop their ability to you <laughs> know like turn Calvin it on its head it. like yeah, Real Madrid yeah. did yeah and so they're buying it for specific points and if Calvin Phillips what was he 55 million yeah if he if he does that for them this year in the Champions League and City go to win it yeah you look back at it and you think that's 55 or 50 million well spent yeah 100% yeah it's true because they're buying them for specific moments I think that's what Cucurella is yeah I don't think I mean obviously they're sort of light on left backs because Cancelo come in on a right back and play left back for pretty much the majority of last season yeah losing Zinchenko as well is not great obviously Mendy's not in the picture anymore um, so yeah a player like Cucurella could be prove really invaluable and I think he's also under Brighton under Graham Potter he's been played in a left centre back role and which allows him to like play another left back yeah. and overload that side of the pitch and I think they played that against Manchester City and done really well uh, last season and that's what we've been doing in pre-season as well which allows like them to push over and if Lamptey's playing up the right hand side he can push so far forward and literally play like a right winger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just unlocks the best in the, uh, those sorts of players and they know that's where their strengths lie. Especially now they've lost Basuma because the, the, the strength through the middle is not as what it was. Yeah. I think Cucred will be gone. So, Brighton, I think... <laughs> so that means nothing. <laughs> yeah, just... Fucking counting your chickens while they're there, mate. Because what does that even mean? I don't know. Um... We'll talk, I want to talk about a player that gets you rattled, you Arsenal fans. 
Neil. Big Neil Mopey. Is he on his way out? I um, saw he got linked with like he's Serie been linked, He's been linked with a few places, but yeah, I mean, fucking get him out of the. Pen. He's really not doing it for them. I he's mean, so weird because like for like you said, he's like rattles Arsenal fans. He always turns up against Arsenal fan uh, against Arsenal, but then he's just shit all the time after that. I mean, Brighton were for a while known as the XG, uh, which team. is mad because like yeah, exactly that. It's like how can you create such high XG? And not score more than like ten goals a season. I feel like I could play for Brighton up me, front and score ten. Yeah, I mean, and I think what they've gone for in this window, they've they've signed uh, Undav, Dennis who, Undav, yeah, who seems to be the most confident football player of all time. Maybe, okay. maybe got, you made me get him in my fantasy team. Yeah, maybe the second coming of Ibrahimovic. Yeah, I think he said he was looking to score something like twenty-five goals, and maybe that'll be just up here from outside the box. Happy. Um, gas but he's got decent stats as well um, for the, the for, for coming from the Belgian league um, and but he's, like you say if they get a player who can actually come in and finish those chances a ninth place finish is in the rear view mirror they're look, they're, they could be looking at those you know Europa yeah. Conference League even Europa League I think spots. if they replace Kukurela well if they if Undav kicks on or if they sign a striker that will kick on yeah like you said I reckon they could give someone like Leicester or Wolves a push for their kind of not top six but I, I, the I spot. don't see any reason why Brighton this season couldn't finish above Leicester because I think that their squad is actually maybe better than Leicester's yeah and we'll talk about Leicester in a sec unlike Leicester Brighton's transfer window is proactive it's smart Leicester's is shit yeah, let's move on to Leicester. I mean, Brighton, you're doing well. Keep it up. Keep it up, Graham But I'm the Seagulls, mate. Come on. Uh, it's me saying it this year. Well, not you. That's weird. Right. Aston Villa. Aston Villa. Oh, yeah, we're not even talking about Leicester. No, Leicester's episode. next episode. Bro. Okay, get excited for Leicester. Yeah, I was thinking, we're coming I, I for you. forget where's Villa. We're coming well. for you. Um, Aston Villa... They had a weird season last season. There was times, especially when uh, Coutinho came in. 14th had, place. That's not very good. They had Coutinho, Buendia playing behind Ollie Watkins. Yeah. And it was like, oh, this could be exciting. They spent a lot of that Jack Leon money. Bailey. Leon Bailey, who basically barely featured. Mate, their squad at one point looked good. Yeah, like you said, Buendia, Bailey, Ollie Watkins, Danny Ings. Coutinho that's nice yeah that, I mean go back five years and that, that scored like the top of the, like, that's nice and the fact that they finished 14th I saw um, was it on TalkSport someone say um, kind of they were given their kind of uh, top three managers next season that will be under the most pressure from the start Frank Lampard Frank Lampard Steven Gerrard were like the top two yeah and I'm not going to dispute that because I think obviously Frank Lampard in the sense that Everton are shit but I don't think that's all his fault whereas I think uh, Aston Villa for the amount they've invested in the past few seasons arguably Steven Gerrard should be doing better oh 100% I mean you, you got just a plethora of attacking like wizards in the Coutinho and Buendia Buendia had got, a sick championship campaign. yeah I mean Leon Bay we barely saw him last season but we'd seen what he can do in the Bundesliga yeah he sh- um, he's oh, done sorry. really well pre-season though I think yeah yeah he's, uh, he's been he, like he, their star man this pre-season he will be yeah. pushing the, the start level if not guaranteed the start yeah. level spot for the first game week um, I mean we've got to see, see it out of Danny Ings I mean 
we know what he can do. Yeah, he's a proven goal scorer, isn't he? Yeah, but, I mean, he's a phenomenal goal scorer and he was brilliant at Southampton. But when are we going to see it for Villa? I mean, you've got players like Coutinho and Buendia feeding you. Yeah, he should be scoring more, really, shouldn't he? Yeah, I just... Uh, maybe he's had one injury too many. I don't know. He's, yeah. Maybe he's not feeling it. He's lost for that, me, like, the, the pace he used to have. I think they need to find... I think they haven't really found a front line that's stuck. They've tried like Coutinho in the middle with Buendia on the side, Ollie Watkins, Watkins on the side yeah. and Danny Ings in the middle. Then they've tried Ollie, uh, Ollie Watkins down the middle with Bailey and like El Ghazi. And they've tried loads of different ones. They need to find one that works if it's two at the top with Danny Ings and Ollie Watkins. I don't know. But I think by now, how long Steven Gerrard had in the job? Was he there from the start of last season? No. I think he came in kind of like... No. First... I want to say he came in like first quarter of the because season. Coutinho joined in January. Yeah. And I think I'd that say was, maybe uh, like was 10 games in, let's yeah, say. So, so he hasn't had a whole season yet. But for me, he should at least know his best 11. And I don't think he does. No, he doesn't. Um, and I think that's only going to get worse as well because of, he's lost Michael Beale, his assistant manager. Like uh, Michael Bill, Michael like Bill. QPR, but yeah, it's QPR. I mean, maybe we'll he, do a little episode where we gas you up and talk about QPR. I'd love that. Yeah, come on, I'd appreciate that. No, I think it's he's been with him since Rangers, yeah, yeah. and he has been touted as the reason that Rangers were so successful. Mm. Um, and I mean, he was sort of the the mind behind Villa's play style. Which I mean, you can look on it and be like, oh yeah, well, there's a Premier League team, good job. Or you can look at it and be like, well, they have great players and they struggled. So yeah. maybe it's more in time to be a QPR fan. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I mean, he's lost him. He's gone to, uh, to uh, Critchley from Blackpool. Um, and he's taken basically people who could be managers, but like tactically astute people mm. and moving them into an assistant manager role and then allowing him to I could just see him more of as a man manager. I don't really see Kinda him. Kind of like Scott Parker. Yeah, I don't really see him as like the tactical genius. And yeah. I feel like that a lot of like high cl- high top quality football players rarely ever turn out to be top managers. Yeah. Due to their tactical shoot. Maybe you've got players like Zidane who have the perfect balance of tactical yeah. tactical. Because you've awareness. got that kind of now you've got that influx of ex-players like Arteta like Gerrard like Lampard yeah, like Wayne Scott Rooney. Parker like Rooney they're all flooding into management but maybe they're not all cut out for it yeah I mean and I think obviously you've got like just tactically brilliant managers like Pep and Klopp, Klopp. who th- these players who've had brilliant careers they're, they're limited to like what they like see and what they know do you know what I mean yeah that's an interesting discussion you know we could do an episode where we talk about kind of the new the new wave of managers and kind of who we think's cut out for top tier and who's maybe not yeah but I Anywho. mean going back to Villa obviously they've been fairly active they managed to secure uh, Philip, Felipe Coutinho on a permanent they've been for very million. active mate um, which is where we go back to them being which is why Gerard might be in trouble because the investment's there yeah and if he doesn't kick on I like as an owner, you can't sit around, splash a hundred million one window, hundred million next window, and not be kicking on. Like fourteenth isn't good enough. But they signed a new centre back in Diego Carlos, who was highly rated. I think he was linked to Man United at one point, and they signed him for nearly thirty mil. Yeah, I mean the the Greenish one is running out though. Yeah, 
I hope <laughs> to God for Villa that Diego Carlos comes in and gets Tyrone Mings out of that team. Yeah. Because for I, me, I think, Tyrone Mings isn't good enough. Yeah, I mean, obviously they've lost Target as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, I didn't have him in the second half of last season anyway, but that's a big loss. He was one of their main second outputs. But I mean, they've got Lucas Dinia now as well. I like Matty Cash. Cash yeah. I think a, a back line of Dinia, Diego Carlos, Ezri Konza, who I like a lot. Konza's a very good player. Konza's a very talented footballer. An ex-Brentford player as well. Yeah, and I think he should, if he has a good season, maybe flirt with getting called up to the England squad because I think he's really good. And then Matty Cash. I think that's a nice back four. Martinez, obviously, decent goalkeeper. Yeah, they've got um, Olsen in from Roma as a backup. Yeah, I think that's um, decent. Which is a, a fairly quality backup keeper. I mean, yeah. you could potentially see a time where Martinez, if he, his form lets him down yeah. or an injury, Olsen really could secure that spot because he is a fantastic keeper. Uh, Bubica Kamara as well. It's an outrageous signing for free transfer. Free transfer. And he outrageous. is so unbelievably highly rated by those from So Liga. highly rated, so young. He's going to be called up into like the French squad. He's so good. And I think like player like him with Josh McGinn like in the middle could really like just be yeah, a yeah. surprise package for a lot of yeah, teams. Yeah, him, John McGinn and Buendia. That's a nice yeah. little... Or him, John McGinn and Coutinho. That's I mean, like a balanced him, midfield him John McGinn Buendia and he played Coutinho out wide yeah, I think and you have Ollie Watkins out wide uh, in the middle and why Neil can Bailly. we figure this out and Steven Gerrard can't um, this is our, our job application for the uh, Villa job get us in the joint boys yeah, <laughs> come on join it board draw taking over Villa but I mean, yeah 14th last season they really I mean second season they lost Grealish okay but for the amount of money they did spend and for the overhaul they had they, I they, saw Villa fans talking about how they were going to get Europa League there yeah. was Villa fans bantering Arsenal fans that they were going to sign Smith Rowe and <laughs> overtake them in league I was like fucking oh Arsenal were having a rocky patch but control yourselves quality does out and I mean control yourselves yeah like you say Steven Gerrard could really be under a lot of pressure I think if he if he starts the season slowly starts it slowly because I mean like um, this, who the fuck was the geezer that got sacked so Steven Gerrard got the job um, he's bloody at Norwich now um, Neil no but anyway that guy the, the manager before Gerrard yeah um, not, Dean Smith Dean Smith that's Dean the one. Smith yes. Osh but, that's um, it no one in a million years would have pictured him getting sacked he had a very good first season with Villa in the Prem and um, he'd been there a while he'd been there a while he played decent football no one pictured him getting sacked but after a run of what was he like five or six that was w- it. without a win Done. out of nowhere he got the sack but I'm pretty and sure I think, Gerard went like more than five or six without a win and, and that's what I'm saying if if Gerard does that kind of stretch I think he could find his head on the chopping block I mean especially this season because the season is more condensed due to the Qatar World Cup mm we're going to see a lot of because uh, owners and fans have a lot of time to get onto the back of managers who aren't performing before yeah. then and then they have that break where a lot can happen They'll and then the transfer about, window follows yeah. and you know you could see a manager who's not performed get sacked as the Qatar World Cup starts Yeah, a new one in by the end of it then they get their window to tra- plan their transfer targets and you know do well I mean I think for Villa the target as well has got to be it's got to be, you know, looking at 11, 12, 13 you got to get top I mean, half, I think. Top half of the money they spend. The money they spend, are just the way they were talking about um, European football, 
I think Villa fans, I think they, they're going to demand minimum. Oh, 100%. I mean, minimum. but I think like in general, their transfer businesses window is being good. I don't think it's actually a bad window for them. No, no, I think it's a good I window. Mean, I mean, lost target, maybe a couple more. Dinier's a perfectly good replacement as long as he just could just stop himself from getting red cards all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, maybe a couple more. I was going to say going forward, but maybe they don't even need that with Bailey coming back into I don't full think fitness. They, I don't think they do need it because I know they've got proven goal scorers yeah. in players like Ollie Watkins and Daniel, Danny Ings. And if they, can got, just, um, if they can just find a, a three that works. What's his name? Jacob Ramsey Jacob had an outrageous well. first half of the season last year. Yeah. And then kind of died down, but so they've got Villa. some really exciting he's young very, He's very good. Cameron player. Archer as well. Yeah, I think um, QPR go out and get Cameron Archer. That's what we need. What's we that need geezer Archer. that's refusing to sign a contract and he might leave? Carney Chukwuemeka. Yeah, Chukwuemeka. Outrageous baller, but he he'll was probably be gone. Phenomenal for is it England under 19? Yeah, yeah, he scored uh, in the final. Absolutely yeah. phenomenal. But um, he's a good player. I don't think he'll be there next season. I think um, Stephen Gerrard left him behind for preseason because he didn't want to sign a new contract. Yeah, so I mean, he'll probably be gone. But yeah, they've got a good academy, so maybe they don't need some signings going forward. They've got um, Keenan Davis coming back. Keenan Davis, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think for me, out of all the teams we've gone through, they're the ones that I'd keep an eye on most for potential flop of the year if they don't deliver because the business, the investment's been there. And, yeah, I think Gerard needs to fucking get his act together, yeah. mate. Because, yeah. Could be, could, could be, be a, could be, a, could mate, be a nasty a, season. For I can't Gerard. remember what the start of the season looks like for them. I, I think they've got like a couple of decent fixtures to start, and then it's hard. Yeah. So if they flop those starting decent ones and then get into the hard ones, with no move towards. Yeah. Mate, that could be Gerard out before we hit fucking. It like could be November. Um, yeah, I think. We, I mean, I think we covered quite a lot today. I mean, we covered Newcastle, Brentford, Brighton, and Villa. Yeah, boy. Um. Next week we well next week I mean it's literally gonna be like Mate, two we'll be days back from in now. a couple of days baby but yeah we're not actually moving from these seats we're literally just gonna film straight after because we have so many episodes to get through before the season starts let's go um we've got who we got we got Wolves Leicester Leicester West, West Ham. Ham yeah so you know maybe we're looking a little bit higher up the table than we, we currently have been but yeah um. If you guys have enjoyed it at all, leave us a like, comment below. Let us know well. what you think about the camera situation. Yeah, I mean, come on. If it's worked. Yeah, I if don't know. Well, we if still you, don't if know. you haven't seen the we camera situation, then it hasn't worked. So. Yeah, it hasn't worked. Then we've just been, yeah, we've been looking into a dead lens for like 45 minutes. But yeah. Um, anyway, you guys, follow socials. Yeah, follow all the socials. And yeah, it's been Bordeaux and it's live. Yes, sir.